Jesus. Whether you believe it or not, I believe it for you. And God wants to do it for you today, amen. His presence is here. We're here together and where two or three are gathered in his name. Asking on one thing. You know he'll do it. He's in the midst of us today, amen. So thankful for our worship. I'm going to go ahead and dismiss the platform today. And you may be seated. Thank you for those that have traveled for uh, longer distances than I had to. Thankful for those from uh, the Tri-Cities area and around neighboring cities here. And especially those who came over the mountains. Uh, I think they came over last night. But I'm thankful, so thankful to have the Casa family. Brother Jeremy and Sister Lindsay, amen. Such great friends of ours, Life Church friends, and grown up with Sister Lindsay, and so it's just so awesome to see what God's doing through them. Without further ado, we're going to turn this over to Brother Jeremy and the Holy Ghost and uh, let him speak to us, amen. Give it up for Brother Jeremy today. Thank you, brother. Amen. Can we just clap our hands on to God? He is worthy. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. I thank you for what we feel in this place. I count it not lightly, Father, but you are going to do a work right now today in this young people. Not just the young people, but even the elders in this place. Father, you've got a word and we're going to walk out of here with it. I cling on to it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I want to thank uh, everybody for being here today. I tell you, things rose up in my wife and uh, myself and... Uh, it's always a challenge, and I've been uh, familiar enough to know, like, when you have resistance, just to push through, amen, and uh, we're here. Things really got a little twisted, and as soon as I said it, my wife said, oh, the devil doesn't want us here. I said, we're going. We're going, honey. We got to go. We got to get there, and we got to get this word. We got to see the young people, and we got to give them something, and by the help of the Holy Ghost, uh, as I open my Bible and find the, the scripture, uh, we will gladly navigate uh, through this word, amen. And um, I can already hear the word of God through some of what people have said lightly in this microphone. And I know when God impresses me so strongly, even a couple of days before, and I, you know, I try to wait on the Lord for what a, you know what to share, what to even have, and not just in a in a service, but just to have in a word for me or something that I can share with somebody on, in, in a moment. The Holy Ghost can quicken somebody with the word. And for these past couple of days, he gives, he's given me the story of Samson. Amen. And I, I thank you, brother. And I want to thank this, this wonderful uh, Union Gap uh, team that has put together this wonderful platform. Can we give them a hand clap? Hosting this Section 3 event. They are awesome to the home church. I know they spent a couple of days uh, putting this up and making a fancy flyer make my wife and I feel very special. Good to have um, our elders, Elder Hart, and Lecturer Sila, Sister Schoonover, and it's important to have um, a covering, amen? They pray for us, and I feel the strength uh, coming, you know, over our little situation when things arose for us not to be here. It's important to have a covering, amen? Amen. Let us turn our Bibles to uh, Judges chapter 13. You can find the story of Samson through uh, Judges 13, 14, 15, and 16. And I uh, want to quickly 
read some scripture uh, from a couple of these chapters, and we'll go over the beginning and the middle of his life. That's where the Lord leads me, and I want to kind of quickly share it with you. Verse 1 in chapter 13. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines forty years. And there was a certain man of Zorah of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren, and bare not. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold, now thou art barren, and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Now therefore beware. Talk, he's having dialogue with the lady. Doesn't say uh, Samson's mom's name. He just gives the, the husband's name. But to me, she's, she's in relationship with God. An angel appeared to her, and now she's listening for the voice of God. Now, therefore, beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. For, lo, thou shalt conceive. She was barren. Now she, the angel of the Lord is telling her, you will have something in your womb. For the child shall be a na- and for thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on the, his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God for the womb, from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver G- Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Amen. And then she quickly rushes over to her husband and tells her all of these things. The husband, being a man of God, says, "I must respond," and he and he prays unto the God. It says in verse eight. Let's jump down. Then Manoah entreated the Lord and said, "O oh my Lord." that the man of God, which thou didst send, come again unto us. Bring that angel, bring that word of God again, and teach us what shall we do unto the child that shall be born. Before we go any further, I just want to quickly point out the, the parents in this. We don't pay too much attention to these parents, but they're in close relationship with God. When you think of the story of Samson, you think of this strong man, this image of him, pushing down the pillars and the young lad leading to him and then all of a sudden we'll get there and he and he kills more philistines in this last mighty battle before but there's something key in this beginning and i want to talk to the parents just for a few seconds there's importance on what you do in front of your kids because as samson would grow it doesn't doesn't talk about it but the more you read and you digest the word of God and you read over and over these same scriptures these these same verses it's the living word of God you get to see some things like, what's going on? Samson would see his parents in close relationship, how, they, how his father would entreat God, call upon that same word. Father, where is that word in this Bible? Is it in the Old Testament? Is it in the New Testament? My, my mother, she was so willing to serve God, she would, she would rush, she was diligent. She would do her due diligence when God would give her a word. She didn't tarry. She was quick to react and respond to the, to the leading of the Lord. Amen. I believe this helped Samson as he would grow into a mighty man, but the inward man reflected on everything that his parents taught. And I want to quickly jump over to chapter 14. We're going to go over four chapters. We already went through one. Amen. Don't worry. I'm not long-winded. So you guys are that are hungry, don't worry. I'm hungry as well, but let us eat this word first. Samson desires a Philistine woman. And Samson went down to Timnath and saw a woman in Timnath, the daughters of the Philistines. And he came up and told his father and his mother and said, I have seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me to wife. 
Then his father and his mother said unto him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren, or among all my people, that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said unto his father, Get her for me, for she pleaseth me well. Verse 4, last verse in this chapter. But his father and his mother knew not that it was the Lord that sought an occasion against the Philistines, for at the time of the Philistines had dominion over Israel. Forty years. Quickly touching on this, as I was reading over this, I knew this is the young people, right? This is a message for you guys. God put it in Samson's heart to go outside and into the Philistines and seek for a wife because he would make war, make occasion. He would use Samson as a judge to deliver. The Spirit of God would come over Samson, and the strength of God was there, and he would slay many. Okay? Let's just clear that up because I don't want any of you thinking, Brother Jeremy said that I should go out and nowhere. Because his parents even said, don't you look for, why don't you look for a young godly woman? One that wears skirts, one that worships God, one that knows and loves the word of God, and the ones that just loves to sing to God. Whether she has a voice or she doesn't, I don't know. I don't have a great singing voice. My wife does, thank God. You want me to sing? No. <laughs> Last week, uh, we ha I took our youth out to um, Section 1 event, and I literally lost my voice at the end of it. It was worth it, but I asked my wife, how do you guys stand up here like Brother Ethan and just sing, sing, and like all day and shout? Because if I shout for five minutes, my voice is gone. She says, you have to sing from your, from, your, from your belly from here. So that's a quick side note if, and if no one ever knew that. Amen. So, let's continue on, and I want to jump over to the middle of Samson's story. This is where everything takes a shift in his life. Uh, let's, chapter 16 and verse, let's start from verse 4. And it came to pass afterwards that he loved the woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. Everyone say Delilah. And the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and said unto him, unto her, entice him. And see wherein his great strength lieth, and by what means we may prevail against him, that we may bind him to afflict him, and we'll give thee every one of us eleven hundred pieces of silver. Quick side note, make sure you watch who's around in your circles. Birds, you hear this term, birds of a feather flock together. Young people, this world is going to try to influence you by your circle of friends, by your influences, and many Delilahs will come along your way. Young people, I see you, young men there sitting in the, I see you at senior camp. Many of you are super talented, athletic. The women will come after you in this world once you go to schools. But remember what Samson's parents said. Look among your brethren. Not among your brethren, but among the churches. Among a godly woman. Can I tell you something about my wife? I'm going to brag on her for just a little bit. But this is principle, okay? Hear me out. <laughs> my... 
my bishop has a wonderful story about um, how he met um, his wonderful wife, Sister Schooner, over, sitting over on the end. Met her at a youth convention, right? And I remember before, the first time I was asked to take our youth and chaperone them at youth, uh, Wacon 2019, Bishop would tell me this story about Sister Schoonover and how she was sitting right in front of him in the first aisle, and she was wearing heels, and she was taller than him, and I th I'm going to butcher their story. If you want the full details, please approach her afterwards, and if she's willing, she'll share it. But, you know, Bishop, from my understanding, was in awe. He saw this wonderful, godly woman, and uh, slowly they would exchange. Um, um, he would court her eventually, right? But he was telling me this principle before Youth, Con youth Convention 2019. And it's important to have a covering, amen, because I, feel, I felt it there. I said, why is Bishop reminding me of his story like over and over. I was in Puyallup and he mentioned it. He came over to preach in Kent and he mentioned it again. And okay, Lord, I have a feeling it's somewhere in here, but let me just keep my eyes out. So we go to convention. My wife brings the, the youth from Puyallup. They're sitting in the front row. This is in Vancouver, Washington. And I, we sit on the second row and here I, she turns around and I say, hmm, this is probably just like what Bishop is feeling. Let me ask her if she'll give, entreat me. Uh, sister, do you have a mint? She turned around and said, yes, I have an Altoid. Your breath stinks. And she blessed me with, them, with an Altoid mint that day. You know, fast forwarding all the way until now, I'm in a wonderful marriage and I love my wife. Um, and it's just an amazing have a God, having a godly woman. I want to encourage you young men to have a godly woman in your life by your side. Because as we continue to read, you find that she takes, her motive was for the silver, was for the money. Before she even was in the relationship, where she was in the relationship, the Philistines approached because they were desperate. They were desperate to get rid of Samson. Where in does his strength lie? He is killing our soldiers. We must take him down. Wait a minute. I see a weakness. I think he's distracted by a woman. A woman. She's one of us. Maybe she'll take some of this money that we have. We have an abundance of silver. Let's see if she'll do it. And she does as we continue reading. Verse 6, and Delilah said to Samson, after the Philistines approached her, Tell me, I pray thee, wherein thy good strength lieth, and whereith thou mightest be bound to afflict thee. And Samson said unto her, If they bind me with uh, seven green withs that were never dried, then shall I be weak and be as another man. In other words, as a normal man without the Spirit of God. Then the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven green withs, had not been dried, and she bound him with them. Now there were men lying in wait, abiding with her within the chamber, and she said unto him, The Philistines uh, fall up, be upon thee, Samson, and he break the wisps as a thread of tow is broken when it toucheth the fire. So his strength was not known. I want you young people to look for early indicators in your life. 
if you have gotten into a relationship or you're talking with somebody right now. This is where the Lord is leading this, this word, amen. This is real. Because as you get older, you will start to develop emotions. And in this world, it's not filtered like it is in this church, amen. This is real. You look for early indicators, and it'll save you a whole lot of heartache and breakup, amen. This is the word of God. And Delilah said unto Samson, Behold, how hast mocked me and told me lies. Now tell me, I pray thee, wherewith thou mightest be bound. And he said unto her, If they bind me fast with new ropes that never were occupied, then shall I be weak and be as another man. Delilah therefore took new ropes and bound him therewith and said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And there were liars in wait abiding in the chamber. And he brake them again off his arms like a thread. And Delilah said unto Samson, Hitherto thou hast mocked me a second time. I want to jump on down for the sake of time to 15. And she said unto him, this is where the turning point is. How canst thou say, I love thee with thine heart is not with me. Thou hast mocked me with these, with these three times and hast not told me wherein my great strength, thy great strength lieth. And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. Pay attention to this until his soul was vexed unto death. This is a daily pressing world that we live in. Be careful, as our elder says, your eyelids. Be careful what your eyes are watching. You see, in the beginning of Samson's life, he would be growing up as a youth. Five to 11, let's just say that. Watching his mom entreat the Lord. Do her due diligence. Watch his dad entreat the Lord, offer sacrifices unto God, and the Lord would accept these sacrifices. He grew up in a godly home. But as he got older, now I'm 18, got some little bit of responsibility. I could probably have a job for these 17-year-olds. Now I'm able to do a couple things on my own. Be careful what you let in front of your eyes. Because he used to see his godly parents worship God. But now his, his sight is focused on elsewhere. You see, the spirit of God was where the strength was. God was his unlimited source. God is our unlimited source. Everything points back to him. The Philistines said, what in this human man is layeth his strength? As we read on, we will see that, yes, Delilah cuts his locks, the seven locks that were on his head, and the strength departs. And the enemy thought that they had him, but there was, we know the story, we'll continue to read, the strength is in the Lord Christ. And as the Spirit would come along, come upon Samson, he would rent the lion, he would rent the Philistines, he would get the, the jawbone of an ass, and he would slay a thousand men. This was the Spirit of God. All these things that we do, the great victories, the great worship, the anointing singers, it's because of the Spirit of God is upon you. When the preaching of the Word goes forth, it's not just the man, it's the Spirit of God that is in the man, the anointing. This is, we are, we, we are Holy Ghost-filled people. We are apostolic. We have the Word of God. We have the Holy Ghost. This is a limited source. We know where our strength comes from. And when the world tries to press you and say, I want to know where his strength from, I will take it. They can't take his strength. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. 
This is Jesus. And Samson would walk diligently like his father these days as he would rent through the Philistines that south of uh, in, in, in the southern portion of, uh, of his country, he would, he would win battle after battle, and then he would strike fear in the Philistines. But now, here is a season, a changing point, where he was daily vexed, pressed him daily. He allowed someone inside of his life, most precious, closer. He watched how his God would probably put God in his forefront. He was number one in his life. The Bible says to love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. Right? His parents did that. God would honor it. Claim him as a Nazarite from the womb. He, they even would be holy. The one, Samson's mom was even holy. She wouldn't let nothing unclean come into her lips. That's how precious the word of God was to her. She didn't want to defile it with the things of this world. Things unclean. I hope somebody can hear this. It was so clean that it purified the, the spirit, the soul that was growing in her womb. And when it, he, this young boy would grow, he would accomplish the, these mighty things in the Lord. But as time pressed and he allowed someone so close into his life, he was almost at the point of no return and he forgot to put God at the forefront. His eyes would linger on one person and all of a sudden God would start to fall on that column list not at my top priority list. I want to reach out to somebody. The Holy Ghost wants to reach to you right now. You might have started off strong when you got the Holy Ghost. It's good when I'm with my brethren. I can come into the house of God and worship. I can, I can put on my Sunday best or my Wednesday, today, Saturday. I can look the part. I can sing. I was going to sing it. King of Glory. But when I walk out, I'm on my own. I have to be active in my walk with God. Samson was active in his relationship with God. He would see as his father would be close with God, as his mother would be close with God. And that's how Samson would get his victory day by day by day by day. I mean, I want to help. The Holy Ghost wants to help you guys in your prayer life. Seek that secret place. Because you see, let's keep reading. I want to continue fastly. Verse 17. That he told her all his heart and said unto her, There hath no come razor upon mine head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. That precious word that the Lord delivered by his angel to his mother. It was shared with this world. I don't know about you, but the word of God is my light, is my salvation. It, it illuminates me. It changes. It washes over me. In the beginning was him, was the word. The word was with him. The word was him. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. He said this before, but this time he was true. He poured out everything unto the world. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come, up this once, for he hath showed me all his heart. Payday. Pay me. Then the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money in, in her hand, in their hand. And she made him sleep upon her knees. 
And she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head, and she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. I want to pause there for a little bit. I want to turn this back on my wife. And all you husbands, I know you can attest to this. Wives, you can do the same. This is the importance of having a godly wife or a godly husband for you young women in this, in this room right now. Avoid the affliction. They don't understand. But there's been nights, my wife doesn't know, where I can hear her praying for me. She would reach over upon my back, and I can hear her speaking to the Lord. And I know husbands can attest to this. So can wives. Because I, I try to do it, I don't know if she can hear it. But I value those prayers. When I'm sick, I wake up refreshed because I heard her praying and she called out to God. Amen? And when we have, as we have kids, as we grow into this life, starting our family, I would want them to see that I entreated the Lord as Manoah did. And she was diligent about serving God. We would want our kids to be in a close relationship the devil didn't want me here. The devil didn't want you here to hear whatever's going to be said today. The fellowship, the worship, the anointing in this place, the word of God that would be shared. Like our elder said, you are going to walk out of here not the same as you came in. Amen. The light of this world, the, the word of God is going to enlighten your path. And he said, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he woke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as other times before and shake myself just like... Wait a minute, she really did call the Philistines. And he wist not that the Lord has departed from him. Be careful with your eyes. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass. And he did grind in the prison house. This is important right here. The Lord highlighted something so special. Hear me. It was his eyes that got him in this place. You understand this? As a young adult, you see your parents praying, worshiping God. It does something. I know they're just sitting there. Probably won't get it all at, all at once. Understand everything. The way that, the, why holiness is so important. Why we read our, the word daily. We do our devotions. Why? But as they grow older, they will understand everything. But they did something. They put out his eyes. And verse 22. Thank you, Brother Timothy. I didn't even know if you were posting these things up here. Can you put up uh, 1622 up there, please? Oh, yeah, it is. My eyes. Howbeit the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. Howbeit the hair. There was something, there was no more distractions, as our elder would say. If you just got to worship God in the house and like you can't just give it up your all, just close your eyes. If my pew's not worshiping, if my sister over there, my friend's not worshiping, I'm just going to close my eyelids really quick and then I'm just going to say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Whether nobody will worship you, I will call upon your name as I did in times past. As I saw my mother and my father worshiping, I know I messed up. I gave what was so precious unto the world. 
But there is something right now in the spirit that if, of Samson's that's crying out to God. And howbeit the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. There was obedience there. God knew that I have humbled my servant. I know this story is a little different from us because he made an occasion. He wanted to strike the Philistines. He used them. That's why he, he put the desires of hearts to seek these ladies. But I want you to see that. In his obedience to God, to the word of God, his hair began to grow again. Verse 23 to 31, let's read. Then the lords of the Philistines gathered them together for to offer a great sacrifice unto Dagon, their God, and to rejoice. For they said, our God hath delivered this guy, this mighty warrior that's been striking down my friends. We've got the greatest victory. We got him into a corner. And when the people saw him, they praised their God. For they said, Our God hath delivered into our hand our enemy and destroyer of our country, which slew many of us. And it came to pass when their hearts were merry. Hmm. And they said, Call for Samson that he may make us sport. Let's make fun of him in front of him. Let's ridicule him now. Now that he's down and out, the enemy will just try to push and push and push. Push you down lower, kick a, dog, a dead dog. But, hmm. Remember verse 22 in the last chapter. How be it the hair of his head began to grow again. He felt something as I was worshiping today earlier. I know it's, I've been probably feeling a little numb here and there, but ooh, there was something in this worship today. And now all of a sudden I get to worship God and I'm like, hallelujah, hallelujah, thank you Jesus. All of a sudden God's like, hmm, I see everybody in this church worshiping. Young person, I... Give me, give me your obedience. Make a, uh, give me your repentance right now, and I'll, I'll start to work in you right now. I know that the enemy is trying to push, but let me give you the greatest victory that awaits you. And it came to pass when their hearts were merry, and that they said, Call for Samson that he may make a sport. And they called for Samson out of the prison house. And he made them sport, and they set him between the pillars. Verse 26, And Samson said unto the lad that held him by the hand, suffer me that I may feel the pillars whereupon the house standeth, that I may lean upon them. Now the house was full of men and women, and all the lords of the Philistines were there. And there upon the roof about 3,000 men and women that beheld while Samson made sport. And Samson called unto the Lord. He called back unto the Lord. That's all it takes. You've got the Holy Ghost. First John, John wrote this, that he is faithful and just to forgive us all of all unrighteousness. All you've got to do is repent at an altar. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, oh Lord God, remember me. I pray thee, strengthen me. I pray thee only this once, O God, that I may be at once the avenger of the Philistines for my two eyes. My two eyes might have got me into this place, but Lord, they are gone, and now I get to concentrate on you without, without my eyes looking at the world. Now I get to focus on you. I give you my full attention, God. And Samson took hold of the two pillars, the middle pillars, which were in the house stood and which were, it was borne up of the one on his right hand. And the one on his left, and Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might, and the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life. Maybe many of you have read through this. 
But there was a greater victory after his greatest disaster. I want you to know no matter what you've done, no matter what you have seen, on what, how bad it is, God is faithful and just. They don't know the strength was inside of the God that gives repentance. He, he answers from heaven. All you got to do is find your altar. Their, their, their plans backfired. They pushed him into a prayer closet. Proverbs 24, 16 says that a just man. Can you put that up, brother? Brother Timothy, thank you. God bless you. Proverbs 24, verse 16. I want us to read it together. For a just man falleth seven times, and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. I might stumble, I might fall, I might have some tragedies. They might look ugly to my neighbors. They might say, you can't do that. But my God says, yes, the wicked shall fall into mischief. They don't know how to get back up when you read it in different translations. They don't, they, they don't have a God. They have a, a temporary God as Dagon. You see, they praised him because they thought they had the victory, but there was no victory in there. If I say that he is the first and the last, that means that he is the one that started a good work in you. The word declares this and he's faithful to accomplish it to the day of Jesus Christ. He is going to finish what he started in you, Michael. And to you youth, this is a generation that he sees fit to do the will of him. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5.7 Paul says to walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, let's pray right now in this season. Before we go any further, let your word wash over this youth from old to young, Lord, from front to back, the back of this place, this holy habitation, God. Let my eyes be focused on you right now. Let me seek your kingdom and your righteousness Father, I looketh unto the hills from whence cometh my help. You make occasion right now, Jesus. Come on, operate. Come on, you have authority, young man. This isn't just for show, but the God of my of, the, of Israel is the God of you right now, and He's trying to declare some things that you are vict you are victorious. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. I'm not going to be too much longer. I want to share something. Um, 
about my prayer life. I hope it helps somebody in here. This is I'm going to be real and just transparent as possible so I can I hope the Lord ministers to you right now. 2013 I get the Holy Ghost. Come to the Lord. The Lord starts putting on me putting me on this path. I get under my covering. I start meeting the brethren. I start to do, try my best to get into the word and um, there were still things that I brought from the world um, how many here owns an Xbox I still have one use it for YouTube I'm not here to look down on it or preach against it but Samson all you Samsons out there male or female you've got a special calling on your life the distraction, whether it's a PlayStation 5 or even this device right here. I think I was reading in a post about screen time, how much screen time we actually pour into this thing. They say that um, the average adult spends up to, at the very most, on average, is about seven hours a day using this device. They say that in teens, it creates bad sleeping habits, more anxious, more depression. It ruins their social um, approach to people it uses almost like a, has, have you ever been in like a conversation, like a dinner? And both people are just looking at the phone and when there's like this awkward moment, it's like, oh, it's awkward. Um, Instagram. I wonder what this does spiritually. I finally have an iPhone. Even my youth at our church have been saying, get an iPhone. Brother Jeremy, why do you use uh, Android? I almost forgot what it was. But if I, even if I'm not careful enough, I could find myself staring into it. Just like, oh, what's, what's my brother's doing in the church? Okay, but the next thing I know, I've already spent a good 35 minutes. Lord, let me just... Let me, let me walk away from this. But you see in this story, didn't start out fast. She pressed him daily. She didn't, Samson didn't give her the truth right away. He, he almost trolled her the first two times. He didn't pay attention to the first indicators. How many, in, let, let me see a raise, show of hands. First indicator, you would have been out. Okay. Okay. By the end of the service, we should see every hand raised here, okay? <laughs> Amen. But I don't want to become dependent on this thing or the other distractions. I have to be careful what is in front of my eyelids because if I come into the house of God and I feel disconnected, I got to check myself and ask God, what is distracting me? What is me? What's the focal point of my house? I've shared this at our church and 
is the centerpiece of my house. Like, hey, uh, everyone gather popcorn and let's like just check this out. What I want to say about me, I'm sorry, I'm getting, going side on this on this little side tangent, but I think for the first couple years of my walk with God, I was gaming so much. I don't know why I want to share this, but I mean, my coworkers would just say, Jeremy, uh, we get off. Ah, one, I worked the swing shift, and they would say, hey, let's get off. Let's go, uh, go get something to eat, and then like rush home, and I'm like, how many know Call of Duty? Okay? This is just real, because we're talking to the youth, and doesn't have, you don't have to be a youth to do all these things. Okay? I probably put in four times, about 28 to 30 hours a week doing that thing. And I would try to, I was so competitive with my friends. And you know what they saw? They just saw a person just like another man. All of those simple battles in my attitude, maybe even in, what was in front of my eyes on my device, okay, slowly would press at me. And what is the difference between you? But the Bible clearly states, Paul saying, come, um, come out from among them, Elder Hart. Where is the separation? Not just with the words and saying, I'm going to come out. But there has to be a clear distinction from an, a person that's close to you and saying, there's something different. I know you probably hear this all the time, but when you're away from all the distractions and you're careful of what's in, in front of your eyes and you get into a secret place, you don't have to go get afflicted to go into your secret place. Hear the word of the Lord today. If you haven't been there, then don't say, I have to go down to Gaza. Lord, let me get bound with fetters of brass and let me make sport and let me push the pillars down. You don't have to go down that deep just to get in close contact with God. I can feel just the love of God flowing through Samson as he would say, my hair, it's growing, Lord. They shaved me. Your strength departed for a season, but I cried out and I feel it growing. I feel the strength of God flowing back from heaven and you would look from heaven upon your throne and you would say, my son is coming back. And I want to fill him right now with the strength, that same strength that he felt on the battlefield. But there is more to this victory than ever because he, the Bible says that he clearly slayed more of his enemies than he did in his whole life. It's not about slaying here today, but it's about reaching your, your, your classmates and your coworkers and the, your family members. That is setting the captive free. We don't fight up that kind of battle anymore in the Old Testament. But what we do is we fight the spiritual battle. And if there is no difference between what I do on Friday night to Sunday, then who am I to you, Lord? I have to walk in closeness, Father, as my parents did. I want to encourage and touch back onto the parents. What you do makes a matter and makes a difference into your kids when you come here and you set an example unto your God. They might not get it right now in this season of their life. They haven't been through enough portion to say, man, I really appreciate mommy. <laughs> Thank you, daddy. 
But when they go to like 18, 19, they got some financial stresses. They say, man, I can't even, man, this rent and water. But it's free. I thought water was free. Man, I really appreciate my mom always working those long hours to give me clothes like because I'm starting to experience it. They will appreciate you. They will appreciate you, and it will reflect. And I guarantee you, when Samson felt the hairs of his head growing back, he drew back to when he would probably see his dad offer that sacrifice unto the Lord and with faith, that he would see his mom rushing to give a word of diligence. I'm telling you that there is something in the Holy Ghost right now that wants to encourage the parents and not just the elders, but even the young people in this place. It wasn't until I started putting away these things. I'm not here to say, like I said before, I'm not here to preach against gaming systems or whatever, the, the gram, whatever you call it, or the book. But there has to be self-control. There has to, what are your intentions in all of this? Where is my heart with the Lord? How much time, how many hours am I logging into Gaming, how many hours am I logging into my prayer closet? Because until the time when I finally said, enough is enough, I feel dry. I couldn't even defeat a simple battle. All of a sudden, oh, what's, what did the Lord depart from me? Oh. When I started taking God seriously, taking the word of God seriously, worshiping him, even when nobody was looking, there was victory. Those simple battles were easy. What was in front of my eyes was easy. I would start walking into my calling. It's not about me, but it's not about Samson. The Lord is just saying, he is the source and he is your strength. His name is your strong tower. Because when he calls upon it, Samson ran back into it and he was safe. My co those same co-workers that would game with me for years, they would eventually move on. Some of them got fired, but the Lord's grace was always with me, and he was just waiting. When are you going to grow up? You saw all the uh, flowers say, how old the 35-year-old sit down, and I can't even sit down see. Like, I still need to grow up. I'm, I'm old. I feel like I'm not old. Never mind. I'll say that. But until I started taking the Lord seriously, God would open up a work at even at my job. And all of a sudden, Bible study after Bible study. Where's the sister with the P7 clubs? Bible study with the human resources, with the warehouse operations, with my managers. My leads would just say, man, something's on you. Something's changed. Hey, conversations would just spark. And I'm like, what is that, Lord? Woo! Hey, uh, can I come over? Here's my address. Word would get out. All of a sudden, it's a company Bible study. People going to the landmark conference in California to get baptized and to be filled with the Holy Ghost in front of so many people. And I would say, what is this, Lord? It's because I took his word seriously. I got into a secret place. I'm coming out of these fetters, these brass of fetters. I want to say, Lord, I know more of this lifestyle I want to walk with you. I want to be diligent. I want to put you at the forefront. I want you to be the centerpiece. When people walk into my house, I want them to feel the brush.
They'll, they'll feel the anointing. I don't want them to say, ooh, is that the new Xbox? What, what games do you have? You have the new Madden? Let's play. No, I want them to say, brother, brother Timothy, I'm struggling. Can you give me a word? And you would just say, let me open up my Bible. Hey, can I pray? Can I put my hand on your shoulder? Can I put my hand? All of a sudden, you would see a soul delivered. Victory after victory after victory. Amen. You would open up P7 clubs. You would start teaching Bible studies at your schools, and then things would lead to another and then to another. Amen. I want to encourage somebody here today. Lastly, as I'm closing, I want to call a musician, but these altars are going to be open. Samson left everything at the Lord, at the Lord's table, at the Lord's feet when he cried back unto him. God would hear his voice. Young man, young lady, leave everything. Let your weakness, if, whatever the enemy has spoken into your life, you don't need to take that to heart. Because Paul writes that in your weakness, his strength is made perfect. His grace is so sufficient. Leave it here at this altar. There's nothing that you've done that is so far where God can't reach. He can't reach from heaven. Get off his throne and just say, come here. I see you at the altar. Let the hairs of your very head grow back. I know the numbers of your head, as Jeremiah would say it. I'm going to let something grow back. I want to pour my spirit inside of you. I want you to know that I love you and I've never left you. I've, you probably felt it for a season, but I was always there with you. Second Chronicles 16.9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run. It scatters, it runs to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong. Not weak, but strong, elder heart, on behalf of them though, whose heart is perfect toward him. Samson stops looking through his eyes, through his earthly lens. But he said, Lord, what is your eyes? What do your eyes see? It says, I don't want to be so full of luxury and, and, and entertainment, but I want you to minister to that person right there. I want you to pray for that person across the ocean, whether they're on the east side or the west side. I want to, I want to use you. If we can stand to our feet right now. The Spirit of God is so strong in this place from the beginning of the service. There are prayers that have gone up before the Lord of hosts. You can get the Holy Ghost right now in the name of Jesus. These altars are open. Palus in the bands, Jesus. Let anxiety leave, let depression flee. Hatch the mention of the name of Jesus. I call upon the name of the Lord. I encourage you to come to the front right now. Give yourself back to God. Whether you're a parent or a child, come on, young and old. Your heart, let it be open for the Lord to do a work right now. He can fill you back with a fresh anointing. There is no sins too great, Father. 
you will turn back the 99 to reach that one lost sheep right now, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Lord. I pray your blessings, Father, fall upon every soul in this place right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, cry out to the name of the Lord. As Samson would feel the strength of God come back. I want to walk in obedience, Father, with you. The strength is in you. You are unlimited source, Father. Our power, Father, lies within your hand. You want to show yourself strong in this young generation. the elders to come and pray come on lay hands on those that are next to you right now parents grab your children whether it feels awkward no push past that right now because the holy ghost can work right now in the name of jesus sacred place of the most high it's where i abide Where I abide 
hide in the secret place in the secret place of the most high where I abide it's where I am
where I hide. That's where I hide. In the secret place of the Most High. It's where I abide. It's where I abide.
Come on, as much as you possibly can, as has been said so often throughout this service. Close your 